Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Security Now is provided by AOL Radio at AOL.com slash podcasting. This is Security Now with Steve Gibson, episode 58 for September 21st, 2006. Security Alert. Security Now is brought to you by Astaro, makers of the Astaro Security Gateway. On the web at www.astaro.com. And by Dell. For this week's specials, visit twit.tv slash Dell. And by Visa. Safer, better money. Life takes Visa. Welcome to Security Now. Leo Laporte here. And actually, this is a kind of change of pace. We'd already done, recorded a Security Now when we learned of two serious security flaws. So because uh, we are, you know, a podcast and willing to and anxious to get this uh, information to you as quickly as possible, we'll put off our discussion of parallels for uh, next week and uh, talk about the security flaws right now. Steve Gibson, uh, what's going on? Well, hey, Leo. Um, The the timing of our Thursday podcast coincide perfectly with two pieces of news that I think are are both really important. Um, One is there's a new, just recently discovered, zero-day exploit uh, for Windows and IE, which can affect people browsing the web, and it turns out Microsoft made a mistake, and this is the second issue, Microsoft made a mistake in last month's security updates. One of their updates is can cause for Windows 2000 users file corruption. There's a, a fix available on Microsoft's site, but they don't have the original patch fixed, and uh, and, and so we're going to talk about both of these things. Well, let's start with the uh, first one first, because we have Eric Seitz on the line. He is uh, Chief Technology Officer and VP of Research and Development at Sunbelt Software. We've talked about Sunbelt Software before. They're the great guys. Well, yeah. In fact, you know, they're, they're, uh, Alex Eckleberry purchased our favorite firewall, our personal, our favorite personal firewall, Cario. Um, and and sort of rescued it from oblivion. So we've we've talked about that on several occasions. Welcome, Eric. It's good to have you. Ah, thank you, thank you. Eric was telling me that he flew to Czechoslovakia when they acquired Cario uh, uh, Personal, and, and and they bought it because they were fans of it. You you, you like that firewall? It's a great firewall. Lots of interesting features. One of the only firewalls that has uh, IPS, IDS built into it, um, and then also the web filtering, so you can you know get rid of advertisements. Uh, get rid of uh, scripting just by easy little checkbox. And you li- I like the price. <laughs> uh, the price is always good. <laughs> so what is, first, let's talk about this first exploit that Steve was referring to. In fact, I, I first learned of it when I got an email from a listener in, in Blackpool, England, who said, Steve was right, turn off JavaScript. Yeah, that was initially the the first way to deal with the known... Uh, exploit that's in the wild, but we've since learned that um, you, you need to unregister the VGX DLL because you can still be uh, uh, other exploits can be created that do not use scripting. Okay, we'll talk about uh, how to do that so that you can protect yourself. But uh, tell us uh, first of all, how did how did you uncover this? Uh, Sunbelt was the first to find this flaw. Yes, uh, we, you know we we have a lot of researchers who basically spend all of their days. Uh, 
you know, searching the web, uh, revisiting old websites that we know of that, that are used to, uh, that use uh, scripts and things to push malware down on people, push all the bad stuff down to, to users' desktops when they're just browsing the web. And um, uh, so we, we have some automated processes plus these manual processes. And unfortunately, the manual processes, processes are still necessary. So while one of the researchers was checking a list of uh, these, these known websites, he came across this, this strange pop-ups that normally don't exist when he goes to that website. So he started investigating it more, and it was actually uh, several uh, websites away from the original one he was on because they were using iframes, which is used a lot to, um, to direct you to another website that pulls down new data and then to another website that pulls down other data. These iframes are little HTML frames within a page that actually are another page embedded exactly. in that page. Exactly. And, so, and I, I stand for inline frame. Yes. yes. Yep. So, you know, we, we tracked it down to the source, and uh, we've, we've reported on this kit called the Web Attacker Kit. There's a Russian website you can go up to, you can buy this thing, and they offer, you know, it's tech support services, just like a real company. Everything it's, that a normal software company offers. It's twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. <laughs> and um, that you give them your your server credentials, and they st- install it for you and configure it for you. Oh, hey, that's a deal. Yeah, and the, and the basic idea is that they create a, a, a kit that allows you to exploit the users that come to your website. So it's purchased by people who just want to distribute spyware, mostly spyware and adware, mostly adware because they want to get paid. Uh, for the installation of, in, of that piece of software on the user's machine. And they'll get a couple cents for every person who comes by. Uh, you know, and we've seen, yeah, we've, we've seen these guys very successful at it. And what this kit does is it figures out what browser you're using. If it's Firefox, there's exploits in Firefox it knows about. If it's uh, Internet Explorer, there's exploits there. And it figures out what version of the browser you have and then targets a specific exploit to that version. Well, this new exploit works on XPSB2 uh, with uh, I, Internet Explorer and the, all the latest patches. It so. works, as you point out on, uh, or actually it was uh, uh, your uh, colleague Alex pointed out on the Sunbelt blog, it works no matter how patched your machine is. I mean, if you have a completely exactly. up-to-date machine, it still works. Yeah, and this exploit actually also works all the way back to IE 5.0. Do we know if it works in IE 7? I was, uh, we were talking about that uh, earlier. We are still testing that, but um, there's some instances that it, if it's running on Vista, it doesn't. If you're running on regular XPSB2, we're still looking into to, to track that down. You know, Eric, um, I think I know the answer to this question, but we've just been talking about this topic, so I'm, I'm just going to lead you into this. When you guys are surfing the web and going to probably malicious sites and doing so, how do you guys protect yourself from actually damaging the machines that are visiting? Well, we, we use um, a product called uh, VMware. Which Boy, is, uh, was that a softball <laughs> question, Steve. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we've, been, we've just been talking about virtual machine technology and how they can be used to really provide robust protection. So you guys literally use VMware virtual machines knowing that nothing that you do inside the machine can get out of there to infect your, your actual R&D and, and, and real research machines. Yeah, we, we have separate connections from our regular networks 
to these machines, uh, yep. and then and then on top of those machines, we use VMware plus firewalls. One of the reasons we use the firewalls for logging information to see what's coming through the network at a, right. at a connection level. And then we use packet sniffers on top of that and lots of lots of little tools. Would right. running a firewall have protected me against this VML exploit? No, Be- because it looks just like a normal um, uh, Internet request. And since that request is coming from Internet Explorer, the firewall, all it knows is that, oh, this looks like Internet Explorer downloading something new. It's legitimate. It's yeah. A, yeah. Is, it a, so, is it a graphic in the vector? VML is a vector markup language. It's a vector graphic file. Is that right? Am I right? Correct. And um, have, have, have you gone in and, and looked at the code that's, that is uh, implementing this buffer overflow? Yes, yes. Well, well, what, there's the exploit code, and then there's the actual um, VGX DLL that has the bug in it. So we've actually looked at both. And the exploit code uh, uses uh, a technique um, which can read – once you've overwritten a buffer, and since this buffer is on the stack, you overwrite a lot of very important information that allows you that new data to gain control of the executing program. So it overwrites this, this really important information, and then when the function call returns, then it can return to whatever code you've given it. Um, now there's there's XP uh, uh, sorry IE six SP two has some things in it that are supposed to stop this, hmm. but since this bug is on the stack and the amount of information you give it kind of blows what they call the blow that blows the stack, they overwrite this this protection. So there's a couple of actual exploits out there that that are on that are on um, hacker websites. But currently, they don't have a reliable one that that um, targets IE six uh, SP two. So right now, we've still only seen this exploit in the wild is the only one we've seen that actually has a true XP SP two IE SP two exploit. Wow! So so it sort of advanced that technology as well. Yeah, the the guys who make this web attacker kit. Um, I mean, this pretty much their, their lifeblood is to find new exploits or build new exploits so that they can, you know, sell their services to. Steve and I have talked about this before. That's what's really changed, I think, in the hacker climate. It's no longer just for fun or to show off or for bragging rights. There's money to be made. Exactly. It, it's very rare that we see that type of thing anymore. I mean, now you, 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 you guys happen to discover this by, by going around to these sites. We don't know at this point how long this exploit has been in use. Well, we've got, you know, as soon as, as, soon as we found this, we started talking to the, the rest of the security community, the, the other uh, security companies, uh, antivirus companies, and, and uh, 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 ex- guys who monitor these exploits, companies like iDefense, mostly they do just pure research. And... Um, They've gone back through their logs and say that it's probably been out there for about a week. So it's actually pretty new. Um, it's it's not on that many websites, but that the number of websites of this that are using this exploit is pretty much growing v- very quickly. Um, a lot of security companies like like Sunbelt have uh, what are called web spiders that can go across the Internet and actually look for certain things. So our spiders are going looking for the websites that have this exploit on it. Another company that, that are good friends of ours called WebSense is doing the same thing. They're, they're also you know, sharing that information with the rest of the security community. 
Um, Do we have any others. any idea of how many people use this web attacker kit? I know personally of over a thousand websites uh, that are using this kit. What kinds of websites? It just all kinds of just pretty much anything. Most of it's porn sites. Uh, some of they've it, got to put something up to get people to come to the site. Well, and like, how about fake uh, freeware and shareware download sites? Yeah, well, that and all, mostly though, it's, it's cracks or serial number sites, oh. or what they call wares sites. Yeah. And the problem is, it's not the the, the thousand websites we know of. It's all the other sites that use them, these iframes that communicate back to one of these sites. So there's, there's, you know, that web is weaved very deep. So there's any, any number of websites you may go to, and it doesn't actually have the exploit on it, but it points back to another website that does. Right. Now, there are um, uh, many, um, uh, the, well, the best way to protect yourself from, from this exploit right now, and the only way, since Microsoft hasn't released a patch for it, is to unregister the VGX.dll, the, the DLL that has the bug in it that, that these guys are using to exploit your system. Right. We, we have com- complete instructions uh, on our page, on the Security Now page. Uh, we have, uh, along with each podcast, we have a, a page of additional links and information. And so I've got instructions there on that page for all of our listeners. Uh, you it's just a, follow, it's a command line. Is that it's, it's just a simple command yeah, line? Yeah, very simple command yeah. line. Yeah, it's very simple. You, 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 just, you, you can just cut it right off the page, drop it into the Run dialog off of the Start button, and, it, and you get a little pop-up that confirms that the DLL has been unregistered, you should then reboot your system to flush it out uh, if it's already been uh, loaded by an instance of IE, which is probably unlikely, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And from that point on, your system's protected. Is there any side effect to doing this? What am I going to lose? Uh, there are a few websites that use VML. There's some advertising websites that have little banners and things. So if you go to like a news website, it has a little banner. Sometimes those banners will use VML. So I'm not going to see things. a bunch of ads. Big deal. <laughs> I can live with <laughs> and, that. And, 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 and Leo, the whole, you know, the whole uh, vector graphics movement is it, it's relatively new technology for the web. So it's very sparsely used. I doubt that anybody who did this and unregistered this, essentially turning off the ability for their systems to render these vector images on the web, I don't think anyone would notice any difference. And and certainly, it makes sense to do this until Microsoft is able to catch up with their next, you know, their, their early October patch cycle. What kind of uh, consequences could I uh, expect if I don't do this? Uh, let's say I go to one of these bad sites, it's running huh. a web attacker, what's well, going to happen to me? Here's another interesting tidbit that, that's not widely known, that um, since VML is kind of embedded into Internet Explorer, and email systems use uh, Internet Explorer to display HTML pages. Yep. You can actually craft an HTML page with this VML exploit in it that does not use scripting, that, that bypasses your Outlook um, uh, protections, and will actually exploit Outlook also. But it's, right now, we've, we're, it's only certain versions of Outlook. And what happens after well, the exploit it's, it's explodes? As soon as you look at that email and, and you, you view it in the preview pane or open up that email, 
uh, it can that exploit can download whatever it wants to your machine. So spyware, malware, Trojans, key loggers. Uh, well, the first site we came across with this um, in the morning, it was only downloading one one program, an adware called Virtumondo, which displays advertisements. By the late afternoon, it was downloading 50 other pieces of malware, which included <laughs> keyloggers, <laughs> tons of adware, all kinds of stuff. So what happens? The community, the, uh, the, the, the bad website community goes out and says, hey, we found an, we've got a, a great way to get your software. Uh, anybody want to buy some computers? Uh, they do an auction or something and say, and that's how they get all this new malware? People say, oh, yeah, please put mine on there? No, no. You, there's the, I mean, all of the adware companies. You, you, they have services. You go up, you sign up for the service. Say, hey, I want to, I want to install your software on, uh. the, on the people who come to my website, and they, they give you some, some information that allows them to track right. how many right. people from your website install this stuff. So you'll have a referrer code that they can. You, then... you have this code or some other information, and they basically. It uh, money automatically shows up in your account every month as as it's tempting. You, you install this. <laughs> Leo, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but it's tempting. Uh, look, this is a, 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 an interesting debate. Of course, is when do you reveal this publicly? Microsoft would far prefer people don't tell anybody about this. And the security community, you know, is constantly debating whether to reveal these uh, exploits or not. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's how did what what process do you go through uh, in, uh, w- about revealing this? Well, we have a pretty defined uh, set of procedures that that we look at when when we come across things like this, and usually those procedures come down to you know if it's in the wild, if it's in the wild, once it's out there, you yeah, got to tell just, the world. I would yeah, just we, say in in this case, it as a zero day exploit. It's you know there's no reason not to immediately get the word out so you can start protecting users. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to contact the security companies. You have to contact the AV companies so they can write signatures for these web pages. Do you call Microsoft, too? Yes, yeah. That's that's about the first thing you do. You always call the the vendor, whoever makes that software that's got the exploit on it. You talk to them and say, hey, you know, we found this. If it's something that you haven't seen in the wild, you go through a period of, of letting them fix this bug, however long right. it takes. Sometimes right. it may take a month, four months, five months, six months. Sometimes Hopefully longer. by six months they get it fixed. <laughs> I've talked to the, some guys at EI who uh, have, know, have known about an exploit for a long time, and they, 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 you, eventually your patience wears thin, and you just feel like you have to tell the world. Yeah, I mean, there sometimes that that happens, and and what they're feeling on it. I'm not picking on I, but but EI, but the other other security researchers, a lot of, usually the independent guys, they'll release it and just to to get that vendor to fix that bug. Or just to get some notoriety. I mean, if you're a small guy and you want to get a name for yourself, that's one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that, that does happen. But, you know, our, our, our procedures are, if it's not in the wild, you, you tell the vendor, right. let the vendor fix it, and you just keep checking with them, say, hey, guys, you got it done yet? Is it fixed? You got it tested? <laughs> when you called Microsoft uh, yesterday, what was their response? They... Um, Usually, don't get a lot of response from Microsoft. You basically get a lot of canned information that yeah. says, "Okay, we're looking at it." Right. And then um, usually they'll start publishing this information through their normal channels so that everybody gets the information at the same time. Uh, so they started doing that, and now we, you've got um, a TechNet article, a 
TechNet article out there right. that basically gives all the information that it, you know an IT company would need, the, the antivirus guys, other security companies like ourselves. Eric Seitz is the VP of R&D at Sunbelt Software, sunbelt-software.com. And, of course, we tell people to go there for the free Cario. Uh, personal firewall, a great firewall. Um, but we also thank you for giving us an update on this VML exploit, too, Eric. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks so much, Eric. Welcome. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Now, that's just exploit number one, Steve Gibson. <laughs> yes, it's been a busy day. We ain't done yet. What? Okay, I, I want to, b- b- before we leave this, I want to make sure that people get basically the, the, the main headline takeaway issue, which is, um, all versions of Windows using IE, you know, modern versions of IE 5 and 6 have in them a, a newly discovered buffer overrun, which is being actively exploited, as we heard Eric explain, on the net to install, you know, all kinds of bad stuff. Microsoft has said that unless they change their mind and release a patch for this sooner, it'll be part of the early October update cycle. So, you know, three weeks from now or or almost four. So in the meantime, it is possible to just remove this VML rendering capability by unregistering it from the system. The system will then just sort of not know about this bad DLL where the exploit exists. Your, Your browser will lose the ability to render vector graphics, but Almost no one uses that now. I mean, it's not like you wouldn't be able to show GIFs or JPEGs. They all still work just fine. It's only these, this special type of scalable line drawing, which is what is lost. So on the Security Now page, we've got the, the uh, specific information, uh, a link to Microsoft's security advisory, and um, a, a very clear explanation of how just to cut and copy this one line, drop it into your run menu, execute it. You'll get a little pop-up saying the DLL has been unregistered. Then after you reboot your system, you are completely protected from this. And I really recommend everyone do this a month from now, and we'll remind people you're going to want to re-register this after Microsoft has fixed it, so you restore the ability to render this vector graphics, because ultimately in the future it may end up being used more, but it's almost not used at all today. But don't run out and do it right away. <laughs> Wait till we tell you it's safe exactly. to do so. So this second exploit is not nearly as much of a concern uh, for X. In fact, it's no concern for XP users, but it is something to uh, worry about for Windows 2000 users. Well, and it freaked me out, Leo, because uh, by pure coincidence, I, I don't often update my main GRC servers because they're working fine. They're they're in a very secure and protected environment. You know, I'm not there using their a browser on the server surfing around the net so the 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 vulnerability window is much smaller for for example, for, for, for a typical server than it is for a user's workstation where they are out there poking around. But as, as it happened, I was and did completely bring a, not the main GRC server, but another ancillary server up to speed last week. I, <laughs> oh, patched, you I timed complete, it so well, Steve. <laughs> oh, my God. I completely patched it. Oh. Everything was fine. Then I got, the, I got wind of this second issue, which is as 
follows. It turns out that the last month security update, this is the, I think it was August 8th, is, is, is when Microsoft did a, um, uh, you know, their standard monthly update. One of the patches, and again, we've got links and all the specific information on the Security Now um, supplementary page for, for, for this episode, number 58 of Security Now. One of their patches had a bug, as they call it, a regression bug, where they, they broke something. A regrettable bug. Yeah, they broke something that they were trying to fix. And this was a, a, a kernel privilege uh, escalation exploit, which they were patching. Well, it turns out that what they broke for only for Windows 2000 and only for NTFS and only for compressed files is any compressed file on NTFS, which actually is redundant because FAT32 doesn't do you know that level right. of compression. Right. Um, if it's updated or created or changed and the file is larger than 4K, it can become corrupted. So, I mean, it's a serious problem. It's a file corruption bug. That's, which a, that's a really bad bug. It's really bad. And, and I got a kick out of, well, I got a, a, a sad kick out of Microsoft's, or like, what to do if you have this problem. They say, well, um, restore from a backup <laughs> prior to doing this. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> because you've lost all your data. And yeah, so because it might be a good idea to restore it. Because it it is is capable of corrupting files oh. under Windows 2000, which are compressed. Now, for example, I deliberately will compress whole directories, like my my you know on my personal system, my source code directory is compressed because source code gets such a tremendous advantage from right. compression, so it occupies much uh, much less space. Right. So um, okay, so here, so the way things stand at this at this point, Microsoft has just released a fix for the problem. That is, there is an uh, there there is a fix that can be easily installed. I immediately did this over on the server because last week I, I by updating myself to the most recent, latest, and greatest security, I've, I in, introduced this vulnerability. Um, it does it does require a reboot. I was trying to think um, whether, whether it did or not because I tried to install it a second time and it knew that it had already been installed. So there, I did not require a reboot, but Anyone using Windows 2000, I strongly recommend you go to the to, again to Security Now's supplementary information page. I've got all all the details and links there. You can install a a a patch for their patch which broke this problem, and then they have not yet fixed the original patch from last <laughs> month. So you can fix this in the meantime, uh, and 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 you know then. Uh, then this second really bad problem that only affects Windows 2000 users will be resolved. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad to, you know, the, the beauty of podcasting is we're very flexible, and uh, if there's a need for an update, we will do it, and uh, that's one of the reasons I like doing security now. And, of course, if this had happened on a Tuesday, we'd do it on a Tuesday because it is that important. We want to let yep. you know. Uh, we will defer our discussion of parallels till next week. Uh, we do thank you for listening. We do remind you, of course, that um, uh, the show notes are online at grc.com. And this is one where you, you do want to go to those show notes to get that uh, command line that will unregister the VLW um, 
Or is it VWL? I can never remember. It's, a, it, it's actually it's um, uh, VGX.dll. It's the DLL it's, that allows the vector yeah. library. Yes, okay. you, uh, you're, you're not able to delete it or rename it. You because have to unregister Windows, it. Yes, because Windows is watching for that okay. and will automatically replace it from its DLL cache. So unregistering it and then rebooting your system, everybody listening to this who's using Windows wants to do this as soon as they can because, you know, as, as Eric said, this thing is spreading like wildfire because it is a brand new exploit that allows anyone to, who's innocently visiting a website or opening email to get themselves infected. Now, it is worth mentioning some, something Eric didn't mention and, and we didn't bring up. The exploit code does run within the privileges of the currently logged in user. So if you were a limited user, oh. you are not, if you are not logged on as administrator, I mean, you still don't want this thing in your system. Right. But it, it, it's another demonstration of the benefit of not running as an administrator, because as we know, here we are, you know, bringing this news to our listeners immediately, but immediately is a week after this has already been out in the wild. No doubt, tens of thousands... Ugh of users have already been bitten by this who have been going to these websites, you know, just innocently browsing the net. Mm -hmm. So so even though we're getting the information out immediately, had users not been running as administrators, have, if they've been running at, at, as a limited user, and in fact, I'm getting a lot of email from people who are saying, hey, you know, I've been trying that, and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. So it's, it's not really that burdensome, and you would have always been more protected than you would be if you were running as an administrator. So, you know, again, that's, that's always a good idea, and it would, have, it would have made you more safe, although still, you certainly don't want to be browsing sites and, and letting any anything crawl into your machine. I, I did really love it that, in fact, I, well, I, I did really love it that um, these guys are using VMware. Wasn't that perfectly? Yeah. Yeah. They're using VMware yeah. in order to go to these places knowing that the stuff will be contained within a, a virtual machine and not able to get out and infect their machine. Well, you said that. You said that a lot of security companies did that, and it makes sense. So why should you uh, you know, risk your, uh, your own hardware to test this stuff? And, uh, and that's how you do it. Right. Steve, we, uh, of course, are sponsored uh, today and every day, every week by Astaro Corporation, makers of the Astaro Security Gateway line of network security appliances. Complete protection from network, web, and email security threats at astaro.com. A great opportunity for those of you who uh, listen to Security Now. Astaro, uh, Astaro is uh, offering Security Now listeners a free demo unit to test to protect your networks. Call 877 877- Four two seven eight two seven six. Mention that you heard it on Security Now, and or you can go to uh, astaro dot com and you'll get a free demo unit. They'll ship it to your business or office in one business day. Uh, so, do, but do mention Security Now because we'd like to let them know that uh, we're glad they're listening and they're sponsoring this show. That's astaro dot com. Also, a tip of the hat to Visa uh, and Visa's. Double layers, multiple layers of security protecting your credit card to make sure you sign your card. Choose a pin that's unique and secret and memorize it. Don't write it on the card and check your financial statements regularly. Visa wants you to know that it's safe to use your Visa online. Safer, better money. Life takes Visa. And as long as I'm talking, let's get one more mention in here for the uh, Twit uh, Dell ads. We've got a great Dell pick today, this week. Uh, a very, very affordable and uh, I think a very 
uh, good system, both laptops and desktops, at twit.tv slash Dell. If you're about to buy a new computer, check it out, twit.tv slash Dell. And, uh, in fact, if you use that link <laughs> to buy any Dell, we get credit, and we appreciate it if you do that. Twit.tv slash Dell. Thanks to all three for sponsoring security now. And thanks to you, Steve. Uh, we're going to get this out quickly. There will probably take a little while to get the transcripts up because Elaine won't have much time. We're recording this minutes before it actually goes live. Right. Uh, but the transcripts will go up as soon as Elaine, as Elaine. Thank you, Elaine, for an emergency job. But the good news is you'll have next week's podcast early. <laughs> and, yes, uh, and, and I will mention to, to, for people, this is important enough that I'm going to be putting links to all of this information on the GRC.com homepage. So anybody who good. is is like really in a hurry to get this, don't even worry about navigating through security now. Just go to the homepage, GRC.com. At the top of the page, there will be a link to the, to the Security Now episode 58 page that's got all the information to allow people to protect themselves. And I should also say, you know, certainly everyone listening to this knows people who they care about, who are using Windows, who are not listening to this. Please, yes, spread the word. Uh, You can either give them the instructions yourself, because it's very easy to unregister this DLL, or you can certainly aim them at at, at Security Now's page, where I've got all the instructions written out. And, uh, of course, that Windows 2000 file corruption bug, if you know friends who are running Windows 2000, you better tell them about that, too, before they corrupt their data. Unfortunately, this is one thing that that SpinWrite cannot fix. Uh, this is a this is such a, as a file level corruption, and SpinWrite doesn't deal at the file level; it deals at the hard drive level. But if there is ever a problem with your hard drive or a file recovery issue, there is no better software out there than SpinWrite. S P I N R I T E. You can get it at grc.com or go to spinwrite.info uh, for a, a list of wonderful testimonials of people who Steve I, has I, saved. Yeah, I, I've been getting so much email from people, Leo. It's, it's, it's just, I just love it. Isn't it nice? It I think is. sometimes just, I'm not saying we don't like to get paid, but the acknowledgement really is in many ways the way we get paid. It's, it really is nice to know that when you do, you're doing something that's helping people. It's a great yep. feeling. Steve Gibson, thank you so much. We thank also our guest, uh, Eric Seit from um, uh, the Sunbelt Software Company. Uh, for being on the phone with us, we don't usually have guests on the show, but uh, since you have a, uh, you know these guys, and it was we could get them quickly on. It's really nice to have them. Oh, on. and Eric was wonderful. Yeah, yeah well, that's it's very knowledgeable. Really good. Yeah, and these were the guys who found it, so uh, it's always great to get them on. I'm Leo Laporte. We will see you next Thursday on Security Now. Security Now.